What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rainmakers Fantasy Golf Show presented by DraftKings Rainmakers. As always, I'm Coop and I'll be your host. I can't wait to get into the recap and preview show here on Monday. But first, with me as always is TJ. TJ, how was your U.S. Open weekend? And of course, we want to know, what did you think of the golf? Doing well. Yeah, great weekend of golf. Uh, I know we'll, I'm sure we'll get into the course. A lot of chatter about whether the course was quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad. Saw a variety of different comments from players. But what a finish down the stretch on Sunday. Fantastic job by Wyndham Clark getting it done. Really make, having to make a lot of tough shots down the stretch too. Make some tough putts, some tough two putts. So really showed a ton of versatility in his game. Rory coming up just shy. My winner pick from last week, one stroke short. But uh, yeah, fun weekend. Excited to dive into it. And also happy Father's Day to Coop and uh, all the other dads out there. Hope you guys had a good one yesterday. Yeah, I also love the combination of the U.S. Open and Father's Day. Just a, an awesome tradition to hang out on Sunday, catch some golf, uh, play some golf yourself, get out there, touch some grass. TJ and I played some golf over the week, over early earlier in the week, so that, it was been fun to get out and get your own golf game started. The yeah, middle of the summer, it's uh, fun to get out there. But yeah, there was a ton of controversial takes. I think the core. Let, let's start with let's start with the, the um, let's start with Wyndham first. Uh, you know, I think super deserved winner uh it, when you look at how he got it done uh, basically gain strokes throughout the bag gain strokes off the tee ball striking around the green putting gain seven strokes short game gains 11 strokes i mean his short game was phenomenal on sunday I can't say enough about the positions he found himself in and the way in which he was able to make par. It really did for me feel like Sunday at the United States open par was an absolute fantastic score. Uh, you know, even par 70 is what Wyndham Rory and Scotty all uh, come in at uh, the top three on the leaderboard. If, you know, a putt or two goes down for any one of those guys. Um, I think you, you, we could have saw some crazy swings. And I think just that, uh, just the fact that these guys were so close to each other, you saw Rory openly on camera, like looking back at Wyndham shots at like where he was in the green 14 specifically was one where, you know, Rory didn't play the hole very well, hits a wedge. Uh, it, first he lays up. Uh, then he hits a wedge, his third shot, his approach into the green, hits it into the bunker and somehow makes bogey uh, on the 14th, the par five. And Wyndham Clark right after that steps up and hits the shot of the tournament, 270 yard, three wood right up the mouth of the green, basically hits it perfectly. He's got 30 feet, 35 feet, uh, maybe a little less than that, honestly, for, for Eagle. And you could see Rory knew exactly where he was. So he, he knew that he needed to make some birdies uh, coming down the, the 16, 15, 16, 17, 18 stretch, which played as a really hard stretch of golf after the short par three, 15th, you know, 16, 17, and 18 all played well over par. Um, you know, I think in general, we saw the guy who hit it best all week long win the tournament, you know, guys, Maybe hit it better than Wyndham on a given day. You know, Ricky shoots a 62. Xander shoots a, a 62. Both of those tie U.S. Open records for uh, low rounds of the U United States Open. So we saw guys go low out there. But this course really was a war of attrition, how it got set up. I think Thursday and Friday played 
a bit easier. And the weekend, they got the sunshine. They got maybe a little bit of wind. The greens baked out a bit. And this course, you know, in my opinion, played like a really fun U.S. Open course. Also like a really different U.S. Open course. You know, I I don't think you turned it on and, and thought, oh, man, every time a guy misses the fairway, he's completely dead like you do at, you know, winged foot or Shinnecock where, you know, missing fairways is just so, so, so brutal. So I think you just saw a different kind of course for uh, this tournament, which in my opinion, I, I really liked. I don't know if you, uh, what were your thoughts, T, just on like the course and when Wyndham and his play in general? Yeah, I thought the course was fine. I'm not not going to complain about it. Um, thought that it had some unique holes for sure between the really long par threes contrasted with the the one par three playing 90 yards one day. So I kind of liked how you had different looks and you had the short par four as well. What was that the sixth hole um, where people were kind of making the decision whether or not to go for it. So I thought it made people make a, a lot of unique decisions. Some of the pin placements were, were definitely uh, the kind of placements where if you hit a really, really good shot, you're in there tight to make birdie. But the the margin for error and the ability for for those tight pins to turn into bogeys quickly, I feel like gave that wide range of scores. And you saw it even on Sunday, right? There were quite a few. Tommy Fleetwood was making a run at one point at what he shoots seven six seven under. Uh, a couple people went low. Rom went low on Sunday. So um, yeah, thought that it was it was playing tough but fair, and and there were certainly some gettable holes. And I think it. Led to an interesting four days, too. Uh, Ricky Fowler, certainly one of the headliners of the weekend. Almost going wire to wire, but not quite having it on Sunday. But good to see Ricky continue to play some good golf. And yeah, overall, I think it was a fun U.S. Open major. Course played great. Wyndham Clark, maybe not the winner we thought we would be getting, but a very deserved winner, as you said. And someone who's really coming onto the scene here in 2023, and it'll you know, we'll, we'll stick around to see if he's someone who's going to continue to be in the mix or if he fades in the background over the next couple of tournaments here. Yeah, I, I, I want to hit on, on Wyndham. Uh, I also want to hit on Ricky, too. I mean, Wyndham Clark, one of the things that really stood out to me is uh, someone who, you know, Pacific Coast uh, golf, you're really watching golf on the East Coast until, you know, 10 p.m., which I thought was pretty fun. Uh, you know, for me, I was I was able to catch, you know, most of the entire day for the leaders on Sunday. Um, but what was really impressive, in my opinion, for Wyndham Clark was how he handled himself after winning the U.S. Open. His press conference, he, he minced zero words. And I think I tweeted this. I mean, he basically said, I should have won Memorial. I should have won many other tournaments that I've played over the course of the last year or so. And I feel like my game is on par with the best in the world. He really sort of made it seem like, you know, this is a coming out party for me and I've got my wins and I know how to win golf tournaments now and I'm going to keep doing it. So I, I really am excited to see uh, how he marches forward golf is such a ego driven game it's such a game and, and when you think about the greats when you think about tiger you know one of the things i think about a lot with tiger is his first interview on the pga tour you know he's, he's being interviewed and he's like i came to win the tournament you need to have this sort of egotistical mindset that your skills are good enough to win and Wyndham talks a lot about you know his his uh sports psychologist coach who just 
puts the right thoughts in his heads at the right time. You know, they talk about a conversation they were having on the range before the round on Sunday. And he was saying how they were talking about anything besides golf. They were talking about real estate and the nice, nice houses on the course and, and everything. And you can just tell that he's worked on the mental side of the game. He and many other players have just about every physical attribute that you need to play professional golf can hit every shot. And you think about what Max Homa has done in the last year or so he worked on hitting every shot and could hit every shot in the bag, but then realized I just need to mentally hit the shot that the course is demanding or that I feel comfortable hitting. So you can tell how much mental pressure they are on out there and just an outpour of uh, emotion on the 18th green. Talked a lot about his mom, uh, how he lost his mom to breast cancer. I thought like, that story is in his head. I just thought he handled himself like such a consummate professional, someone who, you know, it wasn't his first time winning. It was something he rehearsed. He had like, he had visions and, and uh, you know, he had thought of, you know, winning this, you, you, this, this big of a tournament before. So I, I think it's going to really be interesting to follow Wyndham's career over the next year or so, because he's going to be in every elevated event. He's going to be back at the majors. Now he's going to be playing, you know, amongst the best of the best fields in golf. And he believes he can win. And when you have that kind of self-belief, you're, you can be really dangerous on, on the golf course. So, uh, it, it, to me, that really struck, uh, stuck out to me in terms of, you know, not just how he got it done and, and him winning it, but the confidence that he had afterwards and how he handled everything about, uh, winning the tournament. So I thought, I thought that's really stood out to me. Yep. And we'll see um, him back at it this week at, at the traveler. So it gets a chance to jump right back in, assuming that he stays in the field, which it, you know, it seems like he probably will. We'll, we'll get to that later in the show, but definitely a very stacked field coming up. So no, no major hangover to be had this coming week. We've got all, all the best of the best back in action right away. Yeah, it's it's crazy. We're we're going coast to coast. We're going Los Angeles Country Club to a uh, little town in Connecticut to uh, TPC River Highlands. So uh, we're going to cover that. A couple more quick points I want to cover. I mean, one, you said it, but damn, I on Monday I said if TJ is going to pick Rory over his guys Rom and Scheffler, I just felt like it was potentially time. And you know, I tailed you on Rory and rode up Rory and. Damn, we were literally one 15 foot putt, one 20 foot putt from getting a playoff, which then, you know, in my opinion, really plays into Rory's hands in terms of getting, you know, to see Wyndham on the tee box and playing that game and, and nobody better positioned uh, in terms of experience there than Rory. He just cannot make any putts when it matters. It seems Sunday comes and, you know, Rory played fantastic golf all week. He uh, led the field in bogeys avoided had the least amount of bogeys than anyone. He, he just couldn't make a 15 footer, couldn't make a 25 footer and not, not that they weren't good putts, but like it was, it was some of that, that putting display where Rory hits the putt and you know, right away it's, it's over red. It doesn't, it's not going to break that much or it's a small push and man, it just feels like Sunday on the greens has been such a struggle for him. I'm excited to see him get it done. I feel like he's going to get that sixth major. Uh, it's been a 10 year, almost a 10 year drought, but you almost called it. I almost tailed perfectly. Any, any thoughts uh, on Rory and just generally how the week week planned panned out. Rory continues to to play some great golf. Almost got it done this week. Had the had the little questionable embedded drop situation happen down the stretch. But I saw some people 
talking about. But uh, I mean, I've seen that rule play out a couple a couple times now. It's just just is is what it is. But uh, utilize that in your own golf game out there, people. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was going to say nobody those drops when you can find them. Nobody uses the rules better than professional golfers. Oh, they I know really. they know exactly how to. This happens all the time. I there mean. was a crazy drop, I think, for Scotty as well on one of the one of the drives that he pulled way left. There, someone said there was like a, a cord yeah, <laughs> from yeah. one of the cameras, a TV tower or way. something. Yeah. T- yeah, it was. I mean, some insane stuff. And of course, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> derail the show. I mean, professional golf is just so different with the grandstands and getting TIO relief. And yeah, I mean, in general, there's always going to be a questionable thing i saw a lot of people calling out Wyndham had uh put his wedge behind one of the shots and it clearly looked like the ball had moved a little bit and you know if it oscillates and goes right back in his spot it's the dustin johnson at at uh at oakmont situation and you know frankly nobody wants to see that 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 is killer for the game you know the fans in general that tune in are clueless to you know, why that's the case or why these sort of things could happen. You know, I remember DJ was penalized like five holes after this happened at Oakmont. So whenever I saw it on Twitter, I was hoping that we didn't get anything crazy uh, like that. Thankfully we did not, uh, like, like, like we both said, I think Wyndham, you know, was the deserved winner here. Um, but yeah, Rory, I, one thing I will say, and this is, uh, you know, kind of falls into the category of talking about the course. Um you know, I struggled with LACC in terms of environment and vibe. And I guess I should know kind of going into this West Coast course, Los Angeles Country Club, super elite club where, you know, it's not going to it's not going to lend itself to a common man feel or kind of common man atmosphere. And I think, in my opinion, it's just a big miss uh, for a U.S. Open venue. I like I loved Brookline, you know, call the mass holes, whatever you want to call the mass holes, but like Boston sports town energy, like it was there. You could tell. And I think Rory maybe would have benefited for a bit more of a raucous environment, a bit more of a rowdy crowd, um, being able to hear things hold a hole. Sunday was a little bit better than the rest of the days. But if you listen to, you know, anybody talk about the course or the environment, it definitely seemed like it was down. The viewing experience on TV certainly was, was fine. But when you get the oohs and the ahs and the loud cheers for, you know, what's happening hole to hole. It just changes the viewing experience. I think even for, uh, on TV, not, not to mention in person, but, uh, yeah, I think that was the biggest downfall for me. And from my perspective that I thought Rory would have, uh, would have benefited from a bit more of a raucous crowd. So that was something that, uh, uh that was something that came to mind. Um, but I, I also want to, I want to hit on two more guys. I want to hit on Ricky and I want to hit on Scotty. Of course, uh, you know, Ricky, is ranked 35 in the world now. Uh, Ricky Fowler is is back. You know, TJ and I have had many conversations off off the air, and you know, we said the best thing Ricky Fowler ever did for his golf game was wear orange. Uh, you know, his patented orange is what made Ricky a big fan. But I think you saw today not just him wearing orange, not just him being marketable. Uh, you saw, sorry, this, this week that Ricky embraces everything about being a role model in the sport, uh, being someone who will sign autographs forever, being someone who's just in the moment. Uh, his press conference before Sunday was, I'm not afraid uh, to go make mistakes. I don't fear hitting any of these shots. And I thought he would really p- play free. Uh, unfortunately, it just didn't pan out on Sunday. Shoots five over, only made two birdies. And all week he was making bogeys. He was just able to make more birdies uh, to put himself in 
good position after shooting that low score 62 uh, in the opening round. So uh, it, it's fun to see Ricky back. I'd love to see him continue to contend, continue to have his name at the top of the leaderboard. We'll hope that he can do that because I think – you know, sneakily, he's been really good uh, this whole season, but this put him back on the map for everyone, uh, for all the people that watch golf. And if he can get a win this year, uh, look out, because I think uh, he's got a kid now. His life has changed from when he was, quote unquote, really good at golf uh, beforehand. And he went through two years where he struggled. So I'm really rooting for Ricky Fowler. I know he doesn't uh, come into play for Rainmakers, but uh, I just I just like the way he he showed up and played this week. No doubt. Yeah, he's been been really improving and the the stat showed as well he's fifth in strokes gain total over over the last what 50 rounds here so yeah ricky is uh he's on the map he was all over everyone's tvs all weekend so uh i would not be surprised to see him get a get a win here sometime in the near future like we said not relevant for the rainmakers game but definitely relevant when it term comes to the world of golf uh, fun, fun to have guys like Ricky in the mix. On the other side of that spectrum, I don't know why I just love this, but Justin Thomas, man, what a what happened there? He was like dead last, essentially. Yeah, so Justin Thomas, I I uh, I, I said earlier, and I, I saw a bunch of tweets uh, from 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 the quote unquote sharps out there in the Twitter world, like all you guys that touted Justin Thomas at fifty to one. How do you feel now? I mean, Justin Thomas played atrocious on Friday, shoots like eighty two or something like that. Uh, I mean, just just absolutely horrific. There is like some, some news or some swirlings that he's hurt potentially. Um, I have no idea what to read into that. I never really know. I don't have any sources close to Justin Thomas or anything like that. So we'll continue to keep our eye uh, on that. You know, I thought 50 to one was a crazy number. Obviously it wasn't, didn't even sniff the cut. Uh, I think he finished literally second to last. Uh, so something crazy like that. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just been really tough for JT all season long. Hasn't been crisp with his irons. Uh, everyone talks about how he's a wizard can hit every shot around the green. And right now I think maybe he's just over, overcomplicating the game and overthinking it, but yeah, it's not good. Uh, hasn't been good for JT. And, uh, you know, I, I think golf is the kind of game where it's really hard to just turn it on uh, when you get into these mental, especially these guys, you know, I, I think it's easy to turn on your TV on Thursday and, you know, tune into the coverage. These guys are playing golf, swinging, practicing every day of the week, pretty much at this point in the season. And, you know, JT's out there working on his game in so many different facets. Um, so it's hard to find the right mental, mental space. I hope he does. JT's great for golf, but yeah, right now it's, it's a big, it's a big struggle for, for Justin Thomas. Uh, I want to cover Scotty. Uh, I think we all, you know, as always, we, we got to cover Scotty, uh, pretty not talked about, um, that he just quietly there again, uh, finishes third, um, Scotty Wyndham and Rory all on Sunday with a chance to shoot all rounds in terms of uh, fantasy scoring all rounds under 70. They all shoot 70. If Scotty or Rory, obviously things change if Rory shoots one better. Cause you know, we lead to a playoff, but if, if Scotty shoots one better and goes minus seven to minus eight and shoots 69, I think that changes a lot in terms of fantasy golf, because you would have gotten the all rounds under 70 bonus. Who knows how that shakes up the leaderboards. We know these leaderboards always are pretty tight. Um, so I, I think Scotty was, you know, one shot away uh, I think he had a, a putt on 15 or 16 that he pushed from like four feet. Uh, he just pushed it completely. So uh, otherwise, I think he played extremely good. He's starting to find the putter a little bit, it seems. Um, so yeah, look out. I think uh, Scotty's just going to continue to be there. His 
his recent form is absurd. I was looking at like the breakdown for River Highlands. And like, if you look at Scotty's recent form, his numbers are like all sub 10. It's like fifth, third, third, second, first. Uh, it's just totally insane. His, his recent form. So if you're holding Scotty cards, you're thrilled by that. He's in the field again this week and will continue to play really good golf. I don't think he's going away. Uh, his game is so, so, so sharp. So uh, look for Scotty to continue uh, his exquisite run uh, for the last 18, 19, 20 months at this point. Any thoughts, additions in addition to uh, uh, just the fact that Scotty's the man? Absolutely. Yeah, Scotty's the, the best player on tour right now. I think that's pretty much not up for debate anymore. And if you've got him in Rainmakers, you're playing him every single week and you're loving the fact that you've got Scotty in your collection. I mean, it's what, five straight top fives now. He's leading in just about every single strokes gained category outside of putting, of course, but he did gain strokes putting last week. I mean, here's here's the, the difference, right? He, he gained 1.2 strokes putting and Wyndham Clark gained 7.3 strokes putting. So six strokes right there. One of these times, Scotty's going to get extra hot with the putter and just going to blow away the field. So keep firing Scotty into your lineups. Best Rainmakers card in the game. And, and, and here he is, you know, if I, if you if navigate over to our site, otmnft.com, look at the player's view for the travelers this week, Scotty sits atop the odds board plus 600. He's plus 400 better than Cantlay, Rom, and Rory. He's double the odds of Xander Shoffley. And yeah, it's just like insane how good Scotty is. The bet, the betting numbers for Scotty and Rom all season have been ridiculous. And now Scotty's kicked kind of taking it to a new level here where in a field as strong as this, you're getting six, six to one to uh, on Scotty Shuffler to win a golf tournament of 140 plus golfers. It just absolutely astronomical odds uh, when it comes down to it. So yeah, if you got him in rainmakers, you're thrilled about it. Keep jamming them in and uh, keep chasing yourself. Uh, your, your username up the leaderboard. That's for sure. Anything else on the U S open before we pivot and get into the travelers teach. No, I think it's a good transition point because we're going to be talking about a lot of the same guys that just played. Like we said, uh, with these new elevated designated events, you're getting these stronger fields. And surprisingly, the week after the U.S. Open across the country in Connecticut, we've got a bunch of the big names back in the mix and should be another fun tournament here. So we can kind of do a little do a little preview, talk about some of our favorite plays. Should be a good one. Yeah, let, let's let's start by saying exactly what you said. Money is an absolutely fantastic way to bring out the best players in the world. There would be no way the field is this strong uh, if it weren't for the designated event status that the Travelers got this week, $20 million purse uh, to the winner and every big name pretty much in the field. I do expect that we'll likely see... Uh, Maybe a withdrawal or two. Maybe it's not crazy, but uh, I do expect that if someone at the top of the board does withdraw or you know figure you know, they're not going to play, I think that changes a good bit. Um, but yeah, when you look at who's in this tournament, it's 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 a it's a mirror image of what we just saw the pet this past weekend. So it's all the guys that we like at the top of the board: Scheffler, Cantlay, Rom, Rory, Shoffley, Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood, Tony Finau. Uh, Colin Morikawa. And when you look at how this course is set up, TPC River Highlands, it's a pretty short course, par 70, uh, 6,800 yards. To me, 
I looked uh, earlier today and, you know, it just sets up to me, like it's going to be a birdie fest and there's going to be a lot of birdies made. And then you look into some more stats and it does seem like, you know, the course finds a way to not play 25 under par. Uh, sometimes it plays mid teens. Sometimes it plays as low as like 10 to 12. So um, I think it'll be a very interesting setup with all the guys, with all the firepower in this field. I do seem to lean that like, you're going to need to make birdies to win uh, this event. So, you know, I like Scotty even more in an event when you need to make birdies. Uh, I like guys like Rory a little less. Uh, you saw Rory uh, this past week manage his game, make pars. Uh, it, when you need to just kind of take aim and fire at pins, I think it's going to uh, it's going to favor those guys that just seemingly know how to make birdies a little bit better than, than others. You know, Rom is a guy uh, who a year ago maybe didn't make as many birdies, and now all of a sudden he, he can make birdies with the best of them. So, you know, I like Rom and Scheffler, obviously at the top of the board a lot. Cantlay seems to play well whenever there are these events where you need to, to play under par and you need to string them together. So I, I think Cantlay uh, will continue to play good. And and then I think Xander coming off a, a really solid U.S. Open where he shoots the lowest round of, of the week. He shoots a 62, just uh, can't hold can't hold it uh, on, on Sunday. So I think Xander playing really good golf. So the top of the field is pretty stacked. I'll, I'll, I'll chunk it all the way down to Xander. If you go Scheffler, Cantlay, Rom, Rory, Xander, TJ, who do you, who do you like? Or maybe, maybe the better question is who do you not like? Cause I, I think honestly, I, I kind of like everyone there. If you force me to pick a name, uh, it would be inter interesting. I, I haven't really thought of it, but, but what do you think? Yeah, I think definitely like all of them for sure. I think if I had to not like someone, I'm going to go, uh, a 180 on Rory this week. And like you just said, not necessarily the greatest setup for Rory when we're looking at a bit of a birdie fest, going to need to make those putts, those 15, 20 foot birdie putts that we were just talking about how he's not quite rolling in right now. Plus coming off of a little bit of a letdown on Sunday, just don't love the spot for Rory. So he'd probably be more on my fade list for this week. Scotty has, has to be number one. I mean, it, you basically like know you're getting a top five out of Scotty. It's just like, will he will he turn the putter on and win? So gotta love Scotty there. Rom, I mean, as always, if you have Rom, you're playing him. I wouldn't say that I necessarily particularly love him this week. I, I do think it's when we get to more of the birdie fest type setups, I do think it uh it's more likely that we're gonna see some of these these other guys have a shot at the top of the leaderboard. Whereas when we're on the more difficult tracks is typically when I feel very good about the ROM shufflers, et cetera, being on the top. So uh, yeah. And Xander, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good spot for Xander, like you said, and you mentioned Patrick Cantlay. He's got some nice course history here, basically finishing the top 20 each of the last five years. So yeah, basically can find reasons to play any of them and uh i like i said rory's my least favorite of the group but i i've got rory cards i'll still be playing him of course yeah and i think that's the unique thing about rainmakers we've talked about this on this show plenty of times before where you you have rainmakers and it just plays a lot different than dfs and dfs you're kind of making these decisions on the margin based on pricing week in and week out and and then in rainmakers you're able to kind of be fully invested in in a guy or a couple of players that you really like and uh if you have Rory cards, or if you have 
Xander cards. You know, I think you're in a great spot to pair them together and, and play them together and, and be at the top of the leaderboard uh, on another uh, elevated event, another um, another deluxe event in terms of Rainmakers and the prize money. And, you know, I think they did, they've done a great job at lining up the – the prize money according to the kind of fields that we're going to see. You know, this is the big, another one of the biggest events for Rainmakers in one of the strongest fields. So uh, those cards, Scheffler, Rory, Rom, Xander, Cantlay, going to be really needed. And it's going to be a puzzle piece of how you, you fit it together. Uh, we haven't mentioned this name on the show in a couple of weeks. Pretty bullish on this guy in general. But I, I like Victor Hovland again. Uh, when When you need to fill up the cup, uh, and you need to make birdies. Vic has shown the propensity to be able to do so uh, in waves. And when I think you're going to need to do some of that this week, I uh, really, really like Hovland for the week. He's he's actually someone I, I believe I only have uh, a core Hovland. I haven't really invested in a rare yet, but he's someone who, you know, the way he's been playing, I think is a good, uh, good time to be invested in Hovland. I know a lot of people in our discord have Hovland and he's paid off a lot. Um, and not to mention, we, we talked about Wyndham Clark being kind of underpriced from a Rainmaker's standpoint over the course of the last several, probably the last month or so, where we said Wyndham was was pretty underpriced. You know, I look, uh, you, you look at some of his pricing. I'm trying to see where he's at. Yeah, look at some of his pricing. He's thirty nine fifty four a rare. Uh, you know, it is Wyndham going to have a major hangover? Probably. I think it's safe to say that he is going to be soaking it up, but he's right back in the field. He's on the horse. If anybody's playing, like I said, if anybody's playing at the top of their game, it's Wyndham. And clearly he wants to be the guy that people know. He wants to, he wants his name to be a household name on the PGA tour. No better way to do that than showing up here at an elevated event, not just making the cut, but uh, making your name known on the weekend, making birdies in bunches and uh, trying to find your way to the top again. So, uh, I like I like Wyndham Clark uh, again because I think his game lends to hitting the ball a long way, hitting his irons well, and you clearly saw the pressure that he put on his short game and his putter, and he was able to do so. So I think if anyone's got the game cooking and the mental uh, their mental stamina in the right spot, uh, Wyndham's a, a great play a little further a little further down the board. I think he's at uh, looks like he's at plus thirty five hundred odds right now to to win the tournament. So uh, don't mind Wyndham at all. Yeah, Who are you looking a, at? A lot of nice players in in that range. In the you know, looking at the odds board, twenty five hundred to to five thousand essentially. I think there's a, a lot of options to take a look at. Max Homa always kind of catches my eye. He's coming off the missed cut this weekend, right? But uh, yep. someone that we've seen be able to make some birdies in the past. Tommy Fleetwood continues to play really, really strong golf. So I like him a lot this week he's also been really hot with the putter and rolling in a lot of birdies i do like to look at putting a bit more in the birdie fest type of environments because you're just going to need to make those 15 to 25 footers in order to to get what you need and you know who's actually th this surprised me when i saw this but over the last 24 rounds first in this field and birdies or better gained adam scott our guy adam scott who also missed the cut last week, but uh, he's been been making some birdies, rolling in some putts. U.S. Open aside, has three top tens in his last four tournaments, made a ton of cuts ahead of this U.S. Open. Would be surprised to see him miss back-to-back -back cuts. Scott's kind of always someone that we like on this show, but 
I, I like him again this week in a, in a variety of formats. And, you know, he's way down there on the odds board, 75 to one, decently priced from a rainmaker standpoint. So I'm, I'm going to keep riding the Adam Scott train. I've got a couple of his cards in my collection. He always makes multiple of my lineups each week. And I'm, I'm going back to the well again on that one. Yeah, I, Adam Scott kind of kind of screwed my my best elite team uh, this past week. U.S. Open wise, wasn't able to sneak into the cash. Uh, Adam Scott miscut. Probably the biggest reason why that was the case. Had Scotty, had Cantlay, had Hideki, and then had um, who else did I have there? Um, why am I blanking? Somebody else. Mm. Coop forgetting his squad. I had some some caches this week. My two main caches. I think I cashed for like sixty bucks or something, which was not too bad. Also made a couple DFS lineups, but none of them went uh went super great this week. Yeah, who did I have in this lineup? Ah, Tony Finau. Uh, Tony Finau was uh, the other guy. So uh, Scotty, uh, Adam Scott, not not the best for my team for this past week, but I definitely agree. Been playing well, uh, been been making a ton of cuts. I think uh, we we said that on a show, if not last week, the week before. He just seemingly continues to make cuts. So uh, one missed cut there, not not going to kill us. One guy who I'm trying to look uh, up his stats, but yeah, one guy who's been, in my opinion, sneakily playing a lot better golf uh, than he has all season long is Harris English. And he's really cheap uh, in terms of where he sits rainmakers pricing wise. So that's what stuck out to me. Harris English at plus 5,000. He is $15 for a rare. When you look at who's around him, Denny McCarthy, $23 JT 30 bucks. We've already covered him. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, 36 bucks. Uh, Cam Young, 28 bucks. You know, everybody is not in the teens essentially. And uh, Harris English has been sneakily pretty good. Has it, he missed the, missed the cut at the PGA, but previous to the PGA had made five cuts in a row. And, you know, after the PGA has made three cuts in a row an eighth here at the U S open uh, played well at Memorial and Charles Schwab. So yeah, I like, I like Harris English a little bit. I think he has got pedigree. His game uh, is coming back from injury and I, maybe he's kind of fully rounded into uh, his old form where in uh, last year you know Harris English was a top uh, some of the stat categories in the PGA Tour especially uh, with his wedges and with approach shots so uh, maybe Harris is kind of climbing back into recent form just trying to look at some statistics and where he ranks um, off the tee yeah, nothing spectacular kind of all in this like 80, 50 to 80 range in terms of ranking, but uh, seemingly continue to put up results. And for me, what stood out is, you know, just looking at that player's view, the pricing there uh, is a solid discount for just about every everyone else in, uh, in and around the odds range around him. So uh, I like Harris for this week, I believe. Uh, any long shots, guys you like with, you know, 10,000 plus odds or more teach? Yeah, Harrison is a good call. He also he won this two years ago and finished T19 last year. So good course history there from Harris English. Another guy with some good course history here that we talk about often on this show. That is kind of surprising that he has that sort of history because I don't think of him as a birdie maker. But Brian Harmon, mm. last five years, he's made four cuts, finishes of T8, T5, T8, and T6. So four top tens here in his last five years. Uh, find that pretty 
you know, pretty interesting. I think there's something there when you see that repeated success. And in general, Brian Harmon, somebody that, that we'd like to play. Denny McCarthy, someone that can roll in the putts. Uh, say Thigala has a little bit of my interest this week. I'd say those are kind of the, the long shot guys that I'm looking at. I'm not so much in on like the Sanjay M's of the world this week. Yeah. Sanjay has uh, been struggling. Someone, yeah. And he's been, he's been struggling. Like typically you play Sanjay for the consistency, but he's kind of falling into that Justin Thomas bucket of they're just in a bit of a free fall right now. So I'm off of him for this week. I think that kind of summarizes my my favorite plays in that low area. And uh, yeah, definitely Adam Scott, my number one in terms of the longer odds, guys. I like it. And I, I like, uh, you know, you guys are out there listening to this show. You hear us talk similar names. And I think, you know, this is another element of Rainmakers I really like. You have an affinity for a couple cards that found your way into your collection, or you found some guys that you really like. If anyone's been listening or reading up on my picks, guys that I like seemingly continue to, to repeat themselves. Aaron Rye, Taylor Moore. Uh, Eric Cole is back in the field. We talked about how good a golf Eric Cole is playing. So uh, some of these guys on the board, Gary Woodland, uh, another guy who uh, I think has a, a good bit of pedigree and, and, and can, uh, can figure it out when he needs to. So, you know, I think you, you find yourself kind of on similar plays and that's kind of normal for fantasy golf in general. I know I've, you know, struggle with that over the years, especially in DFS, when you're trying to click the right guys on the given on the right week. But uh, when when guys are playing well, uh, you you seemingly keep coming back to them. A guy who I, I was all over on uh, the U.S. Open, both in DFS and in Rainmakers, who ended up playing really well, Dylan Wu. I really uh, I'll continue to say uh, Dylan Wu's name uh, out loud on this show and on Wednesday's show because I don't want to write Dylan Wu up every week, but uh, Dylan Wu just a solid golfer right now, knows how to make cuts. It has played on the cut line several times, made it, and then played well in the weekend. Uh, so I think he's playing some phenomenal golf. Uh, I, I like I like Dylan Wu uh, a good bit. All right. Um, you know, in, in these events, I think, um, you know, the goal, especially with uh, the way cards are continuing to come out for Rainmakers, you know, these days, it really is about getting five of five through the cut and having the right captain. So I, I think in terms of like your builds, prioritizing, you know, trying to find ways and, and comfortable com combinations of guys that you think, hey, can make a cut while also having a captain that has a lead upside, I think is really uh, part of the Rainmakers game at this point. If you try to get too cute and move guys in and around the captain spot, I think that's when you maybe start to overthink things and it uh, doesn't go as smoothly. So I know for me, I'm kind of trust, trying to play my collection straight up, if you will, and play the best plays, play the right captain, play play the best odds from a captain perspective, unless there's really a reason to to change it up and just you know see where your cards uh, lie when the when the golf balls are in the air. So that's been my approach. I also haven't really been. I know there's the weekly uh, franchise score. There's the snapshot that went off uh, to, that's going off today for the U.S. Open snapshot. I haven't really been buying a ton. I, I've been pretty comfortable with my collection. I'm in a spot where I might just kind of let my cards run out the rest of the the rest of the way. Maybe there's a, a buy or two or a sell or two here on a given uh, a, on a given tournament. But uh, for me where my collection sits. I'm, uh, I'm sitting back and kind of just playing the cards as they are. Uh, what, what's been, what's been your strategy in terms of rainmakers and how you've been playing the cards, Deej? You having video issues right now? I feel like your, your video is, is, uh, frozen at least 
on my end. It looks like looks that way on YouTube too. But oh, um, can you still hear my audio? Just yeah, we can hear video? we can hear the audio. You're just frozen. Mm. But that's okay. Well, that's not ideal. No. Uh, my bad. That distracted me from the question. <laughs> yeah, just, and just how you're approaching the collection. Yeah, just how you're playing. How you're playing your collection. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I you know I, I basically put myself in a spot where I've invested in guys that I pretty much like every week, and so I'm just kind of rotating them in and out depending on who's playing in each of the fields that come up. Find the right way to mix and match them. I've got my two ROM core cards that I tend to put in my best rare lineup. I've got Rory, Hovland, Finau. So I kind of mix and match between who I want to be my captain on a given week among that crew. And then I have a couple other more of the mid-range guys that that I also add to fill in my fourth and fifth spots. So yeah, I, I think it's really a, a fun game for golf in particular because you can, like you said, make those long-term bets on the golfer having a good season, having success in multiple events. And then it's not so much making, you know, razor thin decisions each and every week. You're more so making a macro bet on the players that you like, and then hoping that you, you get the right combo on one given week and cash out big in one of the contests. All right. Are we still having technical difficulties with my, with my video? Am I still frozen? Yeah, I mean, I can, I, you, it can hear fine, so I think it's okay. All right, I'm gonna kill a video feed then, and we'll uh, we'll keep this train rolling. Sorry about that. Uh, technical difficulties here. I think it might just be internet issues uh, for me, but uh, we're getting near the end of the show, and anyways, and as always, that we do on the Monday recap and preview show. TJ, we hold your feet to the fire for a winner's prediction this week in a stacked field. The week after a major, um, on a very different golf course, on a on a golf course that you know we will need birdies to get to the top of the leaderboard here. Who do you like? Who takes home the twenty twenty three Travelers? Going to go with a guy that's a little bit further down the odds board, but has really been getting very very close a couple times here, including one really really close time where he lost in a playoff, finished fifth last week at the U.S. Open has been rolling in some putts, making some birdies. Mr. Tommy Fleetwood, he's due. He's due, and he gets it done this week at the Travelers. My winner pick, Tommy Fleetwood. And I believe you can get him at 25 to 1, 22 to 1. Yeah. 22 I, to I, 1 on Tommy Fleetwood. I like that call. Fleetwood's been really close. He is playing you know, somewhere near the top of, of his game. We haven't seen him get a win yet. He, he's been knocking on the door, and it would be awesome to see Tommy get a win. Uh, and uh, yeah, it would be it would be a fun course uh, to to see to see Tommy do it. You know, I think this course definitely sets up for his game. Don't need to be the longest driver of the golf ball. It's not the longest course, so you know, someone that needs uh, a hot putter and to roll in birdies, and, and Tommy certainly has that as of late. All right, anything else for the people before we shut it down? As always, I'll have a Tuesday article out. Tomorrow, we'll do the Wednesday lineup show where I'll build all of my lineups on our site, otmnft.com, show you guys any of the tools and would love to hear from you all. What are your questions, thoughts? Usually go through any listeners' questions on that show as well. TJ, any final words for the people before we wrap it up and get out of here? Good luck in this week's contest. And we'll also have some blitz pick em golf contests uh, packs available for sale shortly so check that out as well 
otmnft.com slash blitz fantasy absolutely love it blitz fantasy up and running a lot of people had a great time sweating the u.s open so that is back for we'll be back for the travelers look for those packs to go live at some point today or tonight all right i think that will do it technical difficulties aside tj great show love to hear your insight as always and for all you listeners out there i'll talk to you all on wednesday's lineup show and until then Take it easy. Get your franchise score noted. Take a look and look for uh, the additional DK dollars that will come out from that and uh, happy spending on the marketplace. And we will talk to you on Wednesday. With that said, he's TJ. I'm Coop. Talk to you all later.